Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Nose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E-Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. Willie Taggart has been uh, let go by Florida State. It is now official. So we have a lot to talk about here. This will kind of be our instant reaction to that, as it just happened about an hour and a half ago. Um, and we'll kind of touch on Florida State's loss to Miami, but of course the biggest topic now is, of course, Willie Taggart being let go by Florida State. Uh, with me tonight, I have a full uh, cast on here tonight. Austin decided to join us. He, hopefully he had a great Halloween night. Me and Dustin just stayed here and talked about football. Uh, but I got Austin, our lead basketball writer, Austin Beasy, and then I got our lead writer, Dustin Lewis, with us tonight. What's going on, you guys? Not too much, man. Uh, I don't even know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm scatterbrained right now. I'm yeah, that's a good way to put it. Processing what is happening. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out taking pictures with my family for, I guess, Christmas pictures. And uh, my phone was buzz, 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 buzz. And I was like, well, I need, nothing's going on. It's probably Dustin trying to hit me up, trying to talk about something. Um, and then uh, I... We get done with that, and I check, and I'm like, oh, uh, hey, Dad, uh, Willie Taggart has been fired, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, what? Uh, so this is, uh, did it come to a shock to you guys? Um, I was stunned we did it mid-season. I, I was expecting any move to be made after this season. Um, for it to happen now, I was genuinely shocked about it. I was actually uh, talking to my friend last night after the game. And I, I said that I wouldn't be too shocked if Taggart would have gotten fired today. But then it actually happened, and I'm just mind-blown. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think that there was a possibility that was going to happen, but I really thought that there'd be a great chance for him to have been fired if Florida State would have uh, lost to Boston College on the road this upcoming week. But, you know, I guess, I guess the athletic department decided it was time to cut their losses and go ahead and make the move now. And, you know, hopefully they have a good plan in place. Yeah, uh, what we'll get into now, you know, if Willie Tiger goes 9-12, and 12, that's his record at Florida State. That will stay 0-5 uh, and five against rivals if you're counting Clemson and their uh, no win against Florida, Miami, or Clemson. And, you know, coming from a fan base here and a booster uh, outlook on it or look there, um, they are really high on beating rivals, uh, and I can go and tell you right now, and I predicted this before the season started, that Florida State would uh, lose to Florida. Um, 
So there was a good chance that he was going to go 0-6 and six against rivals two years back-to-back losing to Miami and Florida. Uh, and this one, this last weekend, of course, was just not even competitive. Um, and it seemed like that was just kind of it right there. Um, there was, and we're learning now, that there was a $20 million donation from donors for the buyout to help uh, remove Willie Taggart from the program. Um, and I'm sure we'll learn some more on that front of things. So that helps money-wise for Florida State. You mean the boosters actually have money? Wow. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they can donate some more money to actually hire a coach this time. They went cheap last time. Hopefully they don't the next time. And, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of the 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 – you know, the main, all the questions now is, you know, who is Florida State going to hire? That's all we'll hear for however long, but that's going to be consistent every day and every day. Now, hopefully, whenever you do your Monday mailbag, Dustin, I can guarantee about 98% of those questions will be who's going to be the next hire for head coach. Yeah, I like the odds. Mm-hmm. I'll take the over. <laughs> Risky. Looking, uh, and, and speaking of that, I, I know Dustin put down here, and it's not his like official list, but I know well, there's names in here that I think we can discuss. Um, but before we do that, I think we should give our reason on maybe why Florida State needed to move on from Willie Taggart. Um, I, I can give some of mine, and I'm sure these guys will too. And we don't have really any notes written here. This is instant reaction. We came on here on a Sunday but we just wanted to come in here and record, so everything's kind of off, off script, so bear with us. Um, but, you know, on, on my end of things, the number one thing that I saw from last year and going into this season, I wanted to see change in discipline and how guys were acting from the sideline and, you know, the celebrating after, you know, being down three touchdowns uh, and acting a fool uh, and penalizing themselves. That just didn't seem to change from last year. Uh, you, you see guys celebrating after you know kirk herbstreet said it you know i'm sure everybody's seen it by now but kirk herbstreet put out a video talking about florida state's discipline and you know he thinks the program's gone i don't i don't i don't agree with that i mean now willie tyrant's been let go but i think the program's gone but the the discipline factor and and keeping guys keeping their heads on straight uh, just didn't seem to be the way under willie tyrant he's too friendly he didn't. He let guys cross the line way too much, and you know, it just seemed to be like a slap on the wrist type of thing. You got guys celebrating, three touchdowns down, and uh, celebrating that after the the team gets a first down, even if you hit them hard, still celebrating, talking trash after that being down multiple touchdowns. It's just not not a good look whatsoever. Um, and that that was a big. Uh, thing for me that that just never seemed to change under Willie Taggart. I don't know about you guys. Mm. <laughs> well, for me, it was it was a lack of improvement just across the board. Not only the offense, the offense had improved this year, but it still hasn't taken the steps you've wanted to see. Same with the defense. Defense has gotten worse, actually. And then, like you said, with the discipline and the trash talking and the celebrating, we haven't improved in that. We haven't improved in lining up correctly, getting enough men on the field. Everything's just continued to be a mess, and it hasn't gotten 
any better whatsoever in 21 games. Yeah, FSU is just 6-11 and 11 against Power 5 competition ever since Willie Taggart took over. So, really, I mean, for me, it just comes down to, like you said, the discipline. But then again, just results. I mean, even in most of their losses, Florida State hasn't really been competitive, especially last season. And then this season, whenever they face good competition, they just they don't stand up to bat. And Miami's not 17 points better than us. I know it's a very recent snapshot, but they're not 17 points, 17 points better than us with Manny Diaz. No, that game was not competitive. That yeah, just, I said on the, I said on the podcast that me and Logan did for the, uh, the preview for this game, and honestly, I said that this is the worst Miami team that Florida State's probably faced in a decade. They are terrible, and that Florida State had had no right to to lose this year against Miami. And I'm pretty sure I also said that if they did end up losing this game, it, it would be justifiable to consider letting Taggart go. So. Hey, nailed it. Mm. You know, coming into the, the first season with Willie Taggart, too, um, how, how did y'all feel when he first got hired? You know, we, we looked at the track record, and it, it wasn't, you know, that great wins-wise. Um, but, you know, coming from his previous schools and in the, in the Tallahassee, did y'all both feel pretty confident that Willie Tyre would take this team to a, a playoff, a national a title, national championship team caliber? Or, you know, did you think differently? Um, honestly, when Tiger got, got hired, I was, uh, I was pretty excited. I thought that he would be able to begin the revolution of, of FSU's offense from a pro-style system to more of a spread attack and able to put up a lot of points like he he said when he came here i mean obviously he he rebuilt western kentucky he rebuilt usf and he had a pretty good season at oregon whenever uh justin herbert wasn't injured i believe all five of the losses he had at oregon came after his starting quarterback uh went down so really to me it, it seemed like there was no reason to be anything but excited for what we thought taggart would bring to florida state and that was to rebuild a program that Jimbo Fisher had left in shambles and get FSU back to the top of college football. And, you know, obviously that just it didn't happen. Yeah, I was excited as well, but for different reasons. Coming off of Jimbo and seeing someone that didn't want to be in Tallahassee, getting someone in that did want to be at Florida State was, it was great. It was a ball of sunshine, you could say. But just to expect he would get us all the way back to playoffs or national championship like some people were lying about that summer I mean that's tough you it's hard it's hard to say that of any coach and that wasn't ever my expectation for him but I also didn't expect us to be anywhere near this bad mm-hmm. um, one thing that you know Willie Taggart brought to the table in the Florida State was making sure players um, gave some respect and, and looked back at former players he, he made sure to bring in guys that were, were well-known and, and won national champions, All-Americans, guys that would come back and talk. He even brought back uh, Bobby Bowden the first season and talked to the team. Uh, he, he had a big presence in making sure players knew, you know, how this how the stadium was was built. It came from players and, and, and coaching staff and, you know, Mickey bringing Mickey Andrews on last year, um, 
and he, he focused a lot on, on tradition and what Florida State uh, and, and the program was built on. Um, he was a big uh, supporter of Bobby Bowden, and, and you know a lot of the fan base loved that. They loved that he was focusing on uh, the, the success and, and the past that was given. But you know, coming in and you know the losses started to count up, and, and the fan base was not was not there with Willie Taggart, and then they kind of started last year, you know, but he wanted to give him a second year, obviously. Um, and, you know, you know, I guess my question now, even if Willie Taggart would have made it through the season, um, do you think Florida State would have kept him for a third year since that's in the contract? Do you think Florida State would have kept him um, if they would have beaten Miami, but still fall into Florida, or do you think this was kind of already set in stone? He would have been let go and not be given a third season. I think yeah. if Miami, if Miami comes out in our favor, I think he buys himself another week. I think he was really just on a week to week basis at this point, and you would assume he'd be. You would assume we could beat Boston College and Alabama State, but after we'd get in, get destroyed by Florida, I'd. I'd don't see a way the fan base and boosters are still happy. Yeah, I think if uh, Willie wouldn't have been able to win that Miami game, win against BC and against Alabama State, get Florida State to a 7-5 and five regular season finish and into a bowl game, he definitely would have earned himself uh, another season to uh, continue his process. But really, I think even like when, uh, when Willie was hired by Florida State, that 2017 team, Honestly, really, they weren't they weren't a good enough team to to be in a bowl game. So I'm just saying, if if Florida State's bowl streak would have ended in 2017 before Taggart was even here, then 2018 wouldn't have hurt the fan base as bad when the the bowl streak was finally snapped. Because I mean, it was already starting to to come off the brakes at the end of 2017. You kind of saw the writing on the wall that this this was going to be a, a big rebuild for Taggart. And that pressure of losing the bowl streak just really bubbled everything over the edge. And now a second consecutive year for Florida State potentially might not be, make a bowl game. Just just too much after, you know, about four decades of winning season. And I think we made a mistake of allowing ourselves and Taggart to think this was a quick rebuild. He even said that when he first got here, he thought it was going to be an easy turnaround. And it was anything but. Yeah, no. What Jimbo left, obviously, was problems, not only with players, but also recruiting. We saw it happen with multiple guys um, and also uh, uh, coaching. But one thing that we need to bring up, too, is uh, recruiting. Uh, This plays a huge impact in a lot of ways. And uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts too. Uh, before the announcement was made that Willie Taggart uh, was to be let go from Florida State, Derek Bermudez, defensive back, three-star defensive back, decommitted. Um, and that was earlier today uh, before the announcement was made about Willie Taggart being let go. So y'all give me y'all's thoughts on recruiting-wise and where this could go. A lot of I got a lot of questions when we did our Instagram Live uh, when I gave my instant reaction earlier today. 
about Willie Tiger and being let go, about Jeff Sims, uh, and you know, you know, a lot of guys that are still committed to Florida State. Where could this stand with them? You know, your interim head coaches Odell Higgins going forward, Kendall Bryles is there, but recruiting wise, where is Florida State headed? Because um, I mean, we've seen it at other universities. Usually, a lot lose a, quite a bit of people, but you know, a, a new coach. Do you think a new coach needs to be hired? Um, announcement needs to make be made sooner or what because we're kind of getting into that talk now a uh, future and for florida state but recruiting wise what what are y'all's thoughts on that and where that's going to go for florida state yeah well really the the, ear- the early signing period just kind of throws everything into more of a flux because you're going to have a lot of these these commits and most of the talented high school prospects sign in december so if Florida State doesn't have a head coach in place by, um, I believe it's mid to late December, and honestly, they probably need a head coach in place earlier than that to begin reestablishing relationships with these prospects that, you know, now have the head coach that they were familiar with and the coaching staff they, that they were familiar with possibly all out the door by the end of the 2019 season. So you're looking at you know, having to establish completely new relationships, get these guys back on campus to meet the new staff, look at the new systems that this staff would be bringing to Florida State, and really it's just a clusterfuck. Yeah, I think these next couple of days we're going to find out a lot about this class. It seemed a lot of them were committed to Coach Taggart and the culture he was building and not the current state of the program. So to see how they decide on, well, was I committed to Florida State or was I committed to Coach Taggart and whatever assistant coach was recruiting them. It's going to be real interesting to see. Like I'm, I'm scrolling through some of their Twitter pages right now. Like Josh Griffiths just retweeted saying something about come on home with a whole bunch of Gator emojis. Yeah. All that. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see these next couple of weeks. Hopefully we, they at least take the time to let the situation settle and talk with their recruiting, recruiting coaches. And We'll see. Obviously, we need some, we need offensive linemen and some quarterbacks. So hopefully, Sim stays around, and hopefully, some of these linemen do as well. And to your point, I mean, Florida State hasn't signed a quarterback since the 2017 recruiting class. That was when James Blackman and Bailey Hawkman both signed with Florida State, and, and Hawkman left you, later. Yeah, and now you've got four-star running back Jalen Knighton scheduling an official visit to Florida. You've got defensive end commit Morvin Joseph already put some stuff out there on Twitter. You've had Zane Herring make a comment that he doesn't even know right now. Um, the one guy I did see was tied in Carter Boatwright, and he said, for right now, he's still going to be sticking with FSU. So, I mean, just for every single one of these guys going down the list, I mean, you have to think about it. These are 17, 18-year-old kids, and now their their whole collegiate future just got thrown into the flux because Tiger got fired. I mean... Some big decisions will be made, like you guys have noted. And the guys I want to feel bad the most for the fifth-year seniors, like Caitlin Laybourne, they're going to be on their third coach in five years. That's got to be tough for a college career. No, no, that's something pretty interesting to think about, too, Austin. Because <clears throat> one thing that Willie Tyre did bring to the table is he built really good. He was close with these guys. And I'm sure these players are – hurting um they're young they're in college they're doing thirty thousand things i mean you do your time with fsu basketball austin your trainer and you probably know you know how busy athletes are definitely for a program that's doing well um and 
you know, prides, prides himself on success. And, you know, I, I know I've friends that play and it's, it's a lot of work, but, you know, losing a coach like that, a guy that is, we've heard multiple stories from guys that we've even had on here, but also publicly talk about Willie Tyre and how close of a friend he, as a, as a friend and as a, as a father figure where, you know, it was open door, come talk to him whenever, you know, it, it sucks for them. And I, I can understand, you know, some of that pain that they're going through, you know, Florida state just did need to move on uh, eventually. And uh, now getting into, you know, coaching moving forward, um, we do know Odell Higgins has been named the interim head coach. Uh, he's going to be facing Boston College at Boston College, and they'll, he'll have his uh, the final home game of the season against Alabama State. And then to end off the season, Florida State will travel down to Gainesville, which should be a pretty tough environment to play. And I'm sure the Gators will want to take full advantage of the opportunity there to, to play good against the Knolls. So I say we get into a little bit of the coaching, potential coaching uh, candidates, I guess you could say. This is so early on, so don't judge us if we're... There'll be some names in here that we'll, we'll say and be like, nope, and then move on probably. But I'll, I'll let, since Dustin uh, wrote him down, we can give the full blame to Dustin Lewis on this one since he put him down. But if we kind of want to go name by name and give thoughts on it, then let's go ahead and do it. I'm sure the fans would like to talk. We got about probably 15 max more minutes. So we'll run through this and, Give our final thoughts. So if Dustin, if you want to run through it, go right ahead. Yeah, I just wrote down a, a small list kind of based off what the uh, Tallahassee Democrats posted, what some other outlets have posted, and then just my own uh, personal thoughts and who I would be interested uh, coming to coach next at Florida State. Because, I mean, just, just for me personally, this is something that I've never experienced as a guy that covers Florida State and just as a Florida State football fan, I've never seen the head coach of Florida State be fired. I mean, Bobby Bowden, it was kind of similar because he was honestly probably going to be fired if he wouldn't have announced his retirement in 2009. But to just have the coach ousted in the middle of the season like this, I never saw it coming because I've never experienced anything like it yeah, in my lifetime. Like for, so this is new for all of all us, of us, really. Yeah, all of us yeah. on here. But... I've got 12 names here. Like Logan said, we can just go down the list, give you, give some initial thoughts on these guys. I'm sure the, the list will shorten down over the coming weeks or maybe even sooner, which we'll see. But first up, I've got Mark Stoops, Kentucky. I feel like that's a name that's been thrown around a lot ever since the rumors of Taggart being let go started to make their way around this, around social media and things like that. Um, I'm not the biggest Mark Stoops fan. No, he orchestrated a great defense during his time in Tallahassee, and he's been solid over at Kentucky. But, you know, to me, after hiring Taggart, an under 500 coach, you probably don't want to go the route of hiring another under 500 coach. Yeah, that's the point I was going to make. We got clowned for two years for hiring Taggart with a losing record. If we did Stoops, we'd be repeating the same mistake. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I used to actually be a neighbor with him, but... Uh, a lot of these names, like you said, <laughs> we'll have to keep a name on. But like 
Austin said, I, that's a, that's an iffy one for sure. Yeah, and you've got Matt Rule, Baylor. He's really began to turn around Baylor's program ever since he took it over following that scandal that uh, followed Kendall Bryles and his father out of town. And honestly, he's just done a great job making Baylor competitive again this season. They're currently undefeated and one of the surprises of college football. Yeah, but here's another guy with a career losing record. Yeah, it's only 15 <laughs> and 17, but it, we're, we're, it's the same thing. We can talk about how he's rebuilt a program, but I just, I don't know. Right there, right there with you. Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Obviously, being over there in Ames, Iowa, not a big talent pool to draw out of to build a solid program, which he has done. and Kept Iowa State as a consistent member of the top 25 and a competitive Big Ten team. So, Campbell, honestly, is one of my top choices. I, I think he could be really nice in Tallahassee. Yeah, I agree. And he was at Toledo before that. And he actually has a winning record, believe it or not. Um, I, I really <laughs> like really like him if he's the option we go with. I think of the realistic options being discussed, I think he's, if he's not my favorite, he's definitely top two. Yeah, I think there's a potential there for him. Um, and I think there will be some discussion there. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I need, I need to do more research on him. And But out of actual uh, guy that will have the potential to be hired or actually is a, is a candidate that, you know, we're, we're throwing out names, Urban Meyer, uh, Bob Stoops, Mike Leach. I think that's more of a candidate that um, makes sense than these other guys. Yeah, next up, Jeff Scott, co-offensive coordinator at Clemson. Obviously, Clemson's been one of the most prolific teams offensively over the past couple seasons. He's done a large part in helping Trevor Lawrence become ready to play at this level, obviously, as a, as a true freshman last season. And really, just Clemson's offense has been extremely dynamic over the past few years. Scott's had a big hand in that. And I think that he could bring that type of offensive prowess to Tallahassee, but I thought Willie could too. So don't take my word. The only thing I'd be worried about is making that jump from offensive coordinator to a position like Florida State head coach. With Jimbo, he was at least grooming under Bobby Bowden, and he learned under Nick Saban. And then with Taggart, he was at USF, Western Kentucky, and Oregon ahead of that. So to just hire another way, another offensive coordinator, I'd be a little wary about it. But he's been with Dabo since, uh, I'm looking at it, 2008. So he's obviously got the experience. Yeah. Go ahead, Dustin. I already, already said my part. Or, or like, keep him. I'm trying to making sure. So, uh, Austin, nobody knows, but he's got an interview tonight. So I'm, I'm trying to run through these. So oh, okay. He, so then he can get hired, hopefully. <laughs> he did. He's been working at McDonald's the last couple of months. So I gotta oh, get him out of there. Jeez. <laughs> Not even true. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just no, move I'm, on. I'm interviewing the... for head coach. Don't worry about it. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, you have That's sneaky, sneaky. interesting. You have an interview tonight. That's interesting. <laughs> Um, I'll just move on to the next candidate, though. Brent Venables, defensive coordinator at Clemson. Obviously, Venables and Clemson kind of resonate with each other in the same sentence. He's led some elite defenses over in uh, Death Valley and really just been a mainstay on that Clemson staff, it feels like, ever since Dabo got there. And 
regardless of the amount of head coaching opportunities that came up, Venables has uh, stayed at Clemson. But could this Florida State job be the one that finally draws his eye a little bit and gets him to take a jump to being a head coach? I would love it if it was, but I'm pretty sure he's got two kids at Clemson, or at least one of them's at Clemson. So I don't see him leaving right now or in the next couple of years. If this opened up in 2022, maybe he takes it, but I don't think he takes it right now. Yeah, the effect of having family there and kids there might play a pretty big role. I feel like him and Dabo have some kind of bromance, too, so I feel like Dabo could talk him into something. Maybe he'll give him an extra kiss on the cheek after every win they have or every sack. <laughs> but, you know, Brent Venables, I think, is, is a definitely a highly respected coach in all of college football. Um and that would be a huge get for Florida State. I would like it, but it's just hard to see that kind of happening. But I mean, after a while, you just gotta go after him with the, go after him with the bag. Moving on to another proven program builder and PJ Fleck out of Minnesota. Um, some people kind of questioned Fleck ever since he left Western Michigan to go to Minnesota. Obviously, the the Gophers haven't really had the type of performance that you would like to see up until the 2019 season. Right now, they're currently undefeated at 8-0, and I believe their next game, they play Penn State. So that'll be a tough task for um, P.J. Fleck and really to see if he's capable of taking that next step and leading a major college football team like Florida State. I'm a huge fan of Fleck. I think his energy's electric and it's contagious, and he's, he's got the reputation of building up a program. Is he going to leave Minnesota? I, I don't know. He's got a ton of support there, and ESPN did a, it was like a four or five episode documentary about him when he got hired, and they, he said in that, that when he was going to leave Western Michigan, there was only 10 or so schools that he would have left for, and Minnesota's one of those schools. So is Florida State on that same list? I, I don't know. He's from Illinois, so I don't know if he wants to leave that area. Next up is Mike Leach out of Washington State, obviously a very popular candidate amongst Florida State fans on Twitter. Um, I think we all know a little bit about the Pirate by now. Mike Leach, offensive mastermind. Uh, Washington State just puts up points and throws the ball just constantly and puts up a ton of yardage on offense every game. Really the problem uh, for him at Washington State has been the defense giving up a ton of yardage on their own. But Mike, Le- Mike Leach in Tallahassee, what do you guys think? I don't see it happening. I, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's far-fetched for sure, but, you know, you never I know. He, I think he's entertaining, but <laughs> uh, in reality, though, I don't think Florida State uh, has a chance. All right, young up-and-comer. We've got Mike Norvell out of Memphis. Norvell is a, a recent head coach. I believe Memphis is his... Uh, first head coaching job and so far over his first couple years there they've been very good offensively like a lot of these guys that we've mentioned and last night beat an undefeated SMU team at home leave us 53-47 in a shootout so if you want some points for Florida State Mike Norvell might be the answer yeah and he's replacing Justin Fuente who's done absolutely nothing at Virginia Tech that's the only thing that's worrying me though I think he's going to be good but just the history of memphis coaches in the acc kind of scaring me yeah and fuente had a pretty good stint at memphis just like norvell is having now so 
kind of get what you're saying there. Um, number nine, current guy on the staff, offensive coordinator, Kendall Bryles. Nope. <laughs> Obviously brought in this offseason to reinvigorate Florida State's offense after the uh, the year of Walt Bell, what I'll call it, 2018. Um, you think Kendall Bryles has shown enough so far in Tallahassee to have some consideration to be the next nope. head coach, his first I'm, head coach? I highly doubt it. The offense looked great the first two games against Boise and uh, Louisiana Monroe. Ever since then, they keep slowly declining, slowly declining. And Syracuse, they looked all right, and then we sucked against Miami. Um, he was given a tough task in trying to work around this offensive line and with these quarterbacks, but I just I don't see it happening. Do you think that has any possible correlation with um, Taggart and Bryles kind of having some, some back and forth on the play calling? It's certainly possible. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. If if he becomes a candidate, we'll surely know about it. But I just I don't see it happening right now. Hopefully, he can stay around as offensive coordinator and he can continue to groom. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. So those are the nine guys that I really have here as um, candidates that I really think could be potentially the next head coach at Florida State. I've got three more here who. Um, I do not think we'll end up being the head coach, but I decided to list them. Fun. Yeah, well, Twitter's talking about him a lot, so might as well. So we've got Odell Haggins. Obviously, Odell has been at Florida State for forever. I mean, I want to say 30 years. He's been the defensive line coach at FSU. So I was basically alive. And um, Odell actually got a chance to take over as interim head coach back in 2017. Led Florida State to wins over ULM and, and Southern Miss to end the 2017 season before Willie Taggart took over. So, to an Odell, you think it could be more? <laughs> yeah, we'll see how these next few games go out. But even if he was to do well, I don't think he wants to be head coach. He's not that type of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's all I'll say about, about that. Coach, H- coach Higgins is great. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, no, something about Odell Higgins is that he has a lot of love for Florida State. Um, and one thing also, he doesn't, like Austin said, he doesn't want to be a head coach, but should have, have a damn good game against, of course, he'd be Boston College, Alabama State is Alabama State, but damn, have a competitive game against Florida. I mean, I think a lot of fans would want it. I think you'd see a lot of Twitter uh, fire for having Odell Higgins be a head coach, but he doesn't want it. Um, obviously, he said that publicly. Uh, but, you know, I think this is pretty cool to see, well, uh, not Willie Tyre, but um, Odell Higgins have a, have a chance to go at it against the Gators. Um, next up, we have uh, one of the favorites across Twitter, I would say. Someone who I personally wouldn't be very happy to end up being the head coach of Florida State, but we've got Urban Meyer, former UF and Ohio State coach, obviously. He won a pair of national titles in Gainesville, went over to Ohio State and won another one before retiring this past offseason. And did did he win one at Ohio State? I don't think he did. Yeah, they won one. In the playoff? I don't think so. Yeah, they won the uh, 2014 playoff. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm stupid. Never mind. Yeah, me question myself for a bit. Uh, dude, I suck. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's, that's what they call that's what they call a Big Mac special at McDonald's, right, Austin? <laughs> that's what they call working for basketball for two years. 
Uh, Urban Meyer, what do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, let me get. Let me just say, of course, everybody. I mean, everybody. Obviously, what happened at Florida behind the scenes and some stuff with Ohio State. Yeah, there's that. You know, you know, there's that factor. But for coming to FSU and on the field. Discipline-wise, I think it's a whole 180 from Taggart in that scenario. I think I think it's a I think it's a, I mean I don't think it's a reality, no. But I mean I would like to see that with Florida State's team and how more disciplined and how things were going to be set and the bar and the line was going to be drawn. I, I would like to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's reality. But yeah, that's just my thoughts. But I, I, he's, I respect him very highly as a coach on the field. Yes. And then I'm the exact opposite. I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> I don't want him mentioned. I don't want to see his face in Tallahassee. Um, <laughs> There's just too much that happened at Florida to make me concerned about the direction of the program. And we're already a very fragile culture right now that I don't want someone like Urban Meyer coming in and potentially making it even worse. Yeah, I'm with Austin. Fake another heart attack, coward. <laughs> Moving on to you, haven't even, you haven't even you only cussed once tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to be polite for my mother. Yeah, but, um, you sissy. Last name on our on our list: former Oklahoma coach and uh, top candidate, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, Bob Stoops, who is currently the head coach of the Dallas franchise of the XFL. Um, I would say Stoops' resume mostly speaks for itself. Obviously, he has a little bit of history with Florida State, beat FSU in the 2000 National Championship, and really just during his time in Oklahoma, always led the Sooners to success, multiple BCS Bowl appearances, um, playoff appearance, I believe, and really just a solid candidate all around. But being out of football these past couple years just always kind of makes you question his love for the game at, at this point in time. Yeah, I think it'd be great. And I think, but I also think it's a little unrealistic. He's being paid a ton of money to not recruit, which is kind of a dream when you want to, when you're coaching football, I don't know if he'd want to come back into the recruiting lifestyle and having to work year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this one's, uh, I think it may be realistic, but like Austin said, not having to spend most of your time during the day recruiting-wise, keeping up to date with the recruits and texting them, calling them, um, and already getting paid a good chunk of money with the XFL this upcoming season. Their debut there will play a big part. Um, and, and being away from football, I think, has always kind of made me question some things. And um, I, I don't know how you know him coming in would really uh, – uh, I don't know if it, it like really positively affect this team or not, but obviously he's he's the biggest can not only from Tallahassee Democrat but Twitter.com or <laughs> hashtag FSC Twitter. Um, but yeah, Bob Stoops is is an interesting one. We'll keep an eye on it. Some are saying that they've already been in talks with him for multiple weeks now, and some were saying this was a plan to let Taggart be let go from after the Miami game, no matter what. So maybe this is whoever started that is completely right. So we'll see. Um, but I think that's going to pretty much do it. Anybody else have anything else to say reaction-wise to Willie Tiger being let go? Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's kind of where I'm at right now, too. Um, 
College football <laughs> is both an amazing and extremely fickle beast. Yeah, and it's a good thing we're basketball school now. Let's go. First game Wednesday. Let's get it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a it's just a weird situation. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say about it. Yep, it is. And uh, we're going to continue with coverage on this, candidates for coaching. We're going to have, uh, I think, a, a piece coming out. I think Dustin's going to come up with something. We're going to have a hot board like we did when Willie Taggart and that whole process after Jimbo Fisher was leaving, having um, a hot board for coaching candidates there for you guys on NoelGameDay.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Day. You can follow us uh, here, the Spear, on Twitter at here the spear we have our preview coming out on monday uh, afternoon or evening uh, previewing the fsu basketball season with pj savoy he came on and talked about his time at florida state and gave his thoughts on the uh, upcoming season and some players that we should keep an eye on for sure he thinks that this team has has a lot of potential in the next in this year and the coming years too um and also, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. And you can also find us on YouTube now under No Game Day. Easy search there. Um, always appreciate you guys listening. If you're on iTunes, rate us. If you feel like it, feel free to rate us five stars. It helps a lot. Grow listens. Um, but, yeah, this is our instant reaction to Willie Tired being let go by Florida State. Uh, he went 9-12, 0-5 against rivals. Um, and just not so well. And I'm sure we'll continue to talk about this in the coming weeks. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again in the next episode on Hear the Spear.